Welcome to At Home with Kelly and Tiffany, where naturally-minded women gather together as we pursue simplicity and confidence in health alternatives so we can show up better in our busy lives and feel more at home in our bodies. Join your favorite home birth midwife duo for conversation, candor, and community. You're at home with Kelly and Tiffany. That you are. I'm Tiffany. I'm Kelly. You are at home with us. You're at home. We're at home. I'm. We're not actually at our homes. You're probably not at your home either. We cannot record things in our homes. Hundred percent. No. No matter how good the technology is to take out background noise, it would not go well. Mm-mm. Nope. So we're just metaphorically at home together. We are. Let's all just snuggle up on the couch, start a fire in the fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> not, not trying to burn your home down. Why don't you just set some things on fire? Yeah, at home with a cup of tea while you watch your home burn down. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry, that's so funny. Splash of whiskey if you're gonna do that for sure. Yeah, tea with whiskey and a side of arson. <laughs> and a side of arson. Hopefully, your insurance policy. Um, <laughs> no, we shouldn't like. That's not going to help people. We'll put a fire in the fireplace and we're all just metaphorically at home together. All right. If you don't have a fireplace and you're a big dumb-dumb like me and bought a house without a fireplace because you hate cozy things, apparently. You turn on the TV onto a YouTube station that has a Yule log. Yes. Have you heard of it before? Yule log. Yule log. I like a good Yule log It is kind of nice. Uh, the crackle is just something you can't beat. Mm, it's good. Even in a real fire, it just doesn't quite crackle that crisply. No, it doesn't. Today we're talking about nourishing your hormones. That we are. It's going to be great. Kelly thinks it's going to be great, so... We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Buckle up and dive right in. Actually, well, I feel like the word nourishing is like so is used so much, right? Like nourishing foods and nourishing your salt, whatever. But truly, the impact of being thoughtful and intentional towards what you do daily and how it can impact your hormones, which then impact like pretty much every aspect of your quality of life, it's, it's a worthy podcast topic. Well, yeah, and like... Personally, mine are my hormones are freaking frazzled right now. Freaking frazzled. Freaking frazzled. <laughs> and because we understand that hormones impact everything, sometimes it feels really overwhelming. Where do you start in this nourishment process? Yes. And one of our favorite ways to educate and to encourage is to literally like take it down to what are some easy things or what are the foundational pieces rather than being like well, just go buy these 50 supplements and overhaul your diet in this way and start running five miles every day. You'll be fine. Easy, right? Just do all that. If and we... then come home and light your house on fire. <laughs> <laughs> be fine. <sighs> yes. So simple ways to nourish. Simply. Yeah. Simply nourished. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I'll share a review. I like that. Review time. Ding, ding. This is easily one of the most encouraging reviews we have <gasps> ever received. Oh, yeah. Remember I, this one? Yes, and it like literally made me cry. I'm going to read it to you guys so you can be crying too. This is from Megan in Ontario. Our neighbors to the north. <laughs> Oh, can I say it in a Canadian accent? Can I do the whole review in a Canadian accent? 
I think you're gonna really make some Canadian listeners unhappy. Okay, I'll just do my normal. I'll do my normal. Okay, she says, hi, I just wanted to update you solely because I strongly feel your education has contributed massively to my health. I emailed you guys, I think two years ago now, asking for help with my endometriosis. I have since begun regularly steaming, seed cycling, overhauled my home and diet, came off of hormone birth control, and with minimal pain and my endometriomas have disappeared. The news that I am most thankful for and was made to feel by Western medicine that it would be impossible is that I am currently eight weeks in my first pregnancy. I know it remains early in the pregnancy, but I must celebrate nonetheless while I can. I have my first appointment with my midwife in the coming weeks, and I'm planning to have a home birth if all continues to go well. I just wanted to express my sincere gratitude and thanks for all the information you make available for women and your encouragement to make necessary changes. From the bottom of my heart, I cannot thank you enough. All my love and thanks, Megan. That makes me teary-eyed again. So good. So this is a review we got, obviously, while we were off air with Mm -hmm. you guys. But we have an update. Such a beautiful update. What happened with that eight-week pregnancy in this uh, review? Megan went on to have a wonderful birth. Mm, At home. At home. And she said it was hard, but it was worth it. And... Just was so kind to keep us in the loop Uh, and allow us to be a part of rooting her on and her encouragement. And I didn't ask her specifically, but it seems like the way that she shared this information that she did not start out on her health journey as someone who was going to have their baby at home. Right. Right. Like that's a a 180 if you ever had one of (laughs) those. But how some information and empowerment and some tools. Yes. Brought around such positive change for her in just yes. many, many ways, including motherhood, which is just oh. the heart of what we're doing here. Absolutely. Like, I feel like I could do nothing else with my life and be like, well. <laughs> we helped Megan we, in Ontario. Yes, what a gift to have that review, that update, that sweet just encouragement for us, but also hopefully in turn, a sweet encouragement for you, especially as we're talking about this topic and a bunch of other ones that we talk about throughout this season, that this is not just for somebody else right like this is not just somebody else's story that this is available for you too it's Mm. pretty it's pretty sweet Mm. i love it Mm -hmm. it's available for us too if we just would listen as well yeah i mean one day i'm gonna take all my own advice it'll be great any day now one of these days you guys know we will buy you a drink Mm. if you leave a review for us if it's a nice review it doesn't have to be long like megan's just needs to be positive. It doesn't need to make us cry. No. Make us laugh. Or cry. It's, you know what would be great? If you make one of us cry and one of us laugh, we'll buy you two drinks. <laughs> <laughs> you Challenge accepted. You and a friend just do happy hour on us. Oh, that's nice. And I also want to remind all the listeners that we are collecting submissions to questions that you would like us to answer on air. And you'll find that link in our show notes. We just got to keep all this good stuff going. Yes. With our interaction with you guys, making you guys a part of the show. That's a big part of what we love to do here. Yeah, that's kind of the heart of why we do this. If nobody interacted with that, we'd be like, we're just talking to ourselves about some things that we like to talk about. So ask us questions. Yeah. And, you know, you'll notice that in Megan's review, she said she overhauled everything. That's a pretty... (laughs) Right? When we told you, you didn't have to do that. 
the amount of effort that you put towards your health is absolutely mirrored in the results that you're going to get. You will never wish that you didn't work at it. Yeah. Yeah. I would say in general, as we approach this topic today, it is safe to say that our society in general is undernourished. Yeah. It's not that we're not getting enough food or sustenance. Yeah, we have enough to eat. Right. And it's not like we don't have the financial resources overall to purchase food. No. And I would say that most people who are listening today do truly have financial resources in order to make better nutritional decisions. I think sometimes we create the idea of like, oh, but better food is so much more expensive and I just can't afford it. Mm -hmm. Most people who are listening today can rearrange their financial priorities. Yeah, it may not be just uh, this for that, but it's an actual like planning of those pieces. And it's not like people don't have information. It's not like people don't have access to some kind of quality option. It's usually just, it's a lot of effort. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of discipline. It's a lot. And I'm talking to myself too. Like there's a lot of things that I'm like, just a little more effort, Kelly. (laughs) Just a little more focus, just a little more time, just a little bit more willingness to prioritize. And there'd be some different results. Yeah, there a really cool article that came through in one of the emails that Lily Nichols, one of our favorite mm. dietitians, sent when I was preparing the notes for this show where she outlined all of the foods that have been studied to have the most amount of nutritional impact. So we talk about like nutrient density, mm-hmm. the foods that ha- that for the volume of what they are eating them provides the most nutritional content possible. Yeah. And it just got me thinking a lot about nourishing ourselves with some of those pieces. Food is probably one of the most important ones. And this study in particular was measuring vitamin A, folate, vitamin B12, calcium, iron, and zinc. These are things that you hear us talking about constantly, especially with hormonal regulation, blood sugar regulation, Mm -hmm. metabolism. This is what gets me. The foods that are listed as the most nutritionally dense, all of them except for one are animal foods. Mm, That'll hit you right in the vegan face or something. (laughs) Yeah. And so it is, she didn't outline this specifically, but she has said some things before of like, you can optimize your nutrition if you're not eating animal products yes but it is going to take a whole lot longer and you're going to have to be much more diligent and extremely dedicated to not eating animal products in order to get the sources of those foods in other places but it's pretty crazy that it's not just like here's some foods that are good for you it's really like here's what's actually in this small amount of food what can we get the most of from it's that's really fascinating yeah, that let, it's all pretty much all animal food. Let me share the list yeah. of the things that have the most nutrient density. Organ meats, like heart, liver, liver yeah. Small dried fish, like mackerel, sardines, dark green leafy vegetables, bivalve shellfish, like clams, mussels, oysters, crustaceans, goat, beef, eggs, milk, 
canned fish with bones, lamb, mutton, and cheese. Mm. So everything except for the dark green leafy vegetables comes from an animal and when we consume these items that have been raised well and clean and sustainably they're actually eating all the plants and stuff that hold those nutrients in their tissues it's almost like we're freed up from (laughs) eating plants right because somebody's already done it for us yes (laughs) right circle of life man yeah ain't that the truth i'm glad that cheese made the list Cheese, you guys. I mean... And so this is not just, like, the random... Spray uh, cheese? Yes. Right. (laughs) These are... It depends on how these things were raised, the animals they come from, all of that. But I will say I am not good at incorporating, like, fish and seafood into my diet. I love it. I'm just not good at making that, like, a thing that we do in our home. When I go out, I'm like, yes... Give me some scallops and some mackerel, you know, all the stuff. But I got to bring more fish and seafood into our home. Yeah, I would say the biggest reason that we don't have that more incorporated is I haven't learned how to cook it and make it taste good. Yeah. Reliably, like over and over again, the way I can yes. other meats. And my my kids are kind of adverse to seafood. And so it's mm. hard to incorporate something yeah. often yes. that they don't care for for sure my son will eat 12 fish tacos if you let him like grilled cod or whatever just simple with like some avocado like why don't i do that more often i know actually my husband at time of recording is out fishing with some friends and i'm hopeful he can bring back some stuff for us that's great that you said that because when you said he was going out on a boat with some friends in my mind it was like a yacht with yeah, like somebody coming to serve him drinks. Yep. Putting his feet up. Yeah. I I mean, that's how I, that's the that's, way I get on the boat. Yes. <laughs> that's the way I enjoy boating. We'll see. We'll see what he's he brings going, home. He's going fishing. Going on a boat. Is he going to do fish? some fish? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Cool. We'll see. I don't know. No pressure, Trevor, but you're bringing home some fish. Some nutrient-dense fish to satisfy the nutrient needs of your family. Good luck. All right. I had to share that tidbit because I was just blown away as I was, you know, consuming the con- content in my own life. We're actually not going to talk about a ton of food stuff today, you guys, because we have already done that. Ah. We have. We have, again, with so many previous episodes, we have lots of goodness for you to go back to and enjoy yep we got episode 83 which is foods for hormone balance Mm. that is where you are going to learn everything that you should be eating in order to help you balance your hormones episode 83 man well it's not that far back oh good job us episode 66 is a seed cycling tutorial which is a huge part of what you put in your mouth giving you positive impact yes one of my favorite lady life hacks in general seed cycling And then if you are just on this stabilizing hormone kick situation and you need more information, episode 37 is all about how to stabilize your hormones. We've done some good episodes. It's a mutual back padding. You've really enjoyed the nostalgic look back at what we've created. Because I'm like, oh man, while we were in it and creating it, we're like, you know, you're just oh, let's put this out, let's do this, whatever. And you kind of, there's been some some space in between the creation of those and now. And I can really appreciate what two years ago us put out.
put out into the world. Yes, it helps complete the picture, right? It helps, yes. helps get all some get some things gathered together and yep. give women some resources for sure. Okay, so so those are the things that we're not talking about today, you guys, because what we really want to focus on is the nourishing of the endocrine system, right? Yes. I looked up nourish in the dictionary because like you, as I was thinking of this concept, I'm like, oh, that's so cliche, but we're going to do it anyways. Well, and it's like the actual meaning of it is so good and right and makes so much sense, especially when applied to something as important as your hormones and your health. Yeah, it means p- to promote life and growth. Hmm. Promoting life and growth of your hormones. And or, just like the concept of who you are in your body. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, most of what ends up happening when we share how to take care of your hormones is what not to do. Right? Yeah, it feels a little overwhelming because you're like, oh, all these things that I'm doing, I'm told I have to stop doing them. And that's, I feel like, where I personally, but I know a lot of other people will be like, eh, I don't really want to not do that. Yeah, I mean, it takes a lot of effort. Yeah. I'm going to share with you the number one thing that you can have some awareness on in nourishing your hormones better, and that is understanding what endocrine disruptors are. Yes, I think that that is probably one of the most hidden stumbling blocks maybe not even hidden now it's like more in our face and in our awareness but these are disruptors that can basically trick your body they're in things like what you're storing your food in or the beauty products that you have or you know face wash soaps lotions cleaning products around your house they have some of these things that can just be hidden inside of them that can basically trick your body into thinking There's either more of a hormone production that is needed or less of it that's needed. It's coming in basically acting as if it is a hormone. And then that is going to throw everything off in your body because your body's like, oh, well, if we have more of this, then let's slow down production of this. But actually, you don't really have more of that particular hormone. You just have this disrupting factor that's throwing everything out of whack. So our hormones are always communicating with each other in all the different systems And these disruptors basically throw a wrench in that communication. Everything is still communicating. It's just misfiring. It's a total miscommunication situation. And so your body's like, well, I got to respond, right? My body's smart. It wants homeostasis. It wants balance. But unfortunately, it's misunderstanding what exactly is happening in your body because of these secret endocrine disruptors. This to me was very overwhelming when I first learned because Mm -hmm. after figuring it out, I just couldn't unknow it. And then all of a sudden, I Mm -hmm. just felt like everything in my entire environment was attacking me. And a more practical, non-Tiffany way of going about (laughs) (laughs) using this information to take some steps forward is just change one thing at a time. Yes. Some people do really well with the whole overhaul. I do not. That is not a lasting lifestyle tweak for me. I need to have little things at a time. So as you run out of something that you know has a toxic load in it, take the time then to do a little bit of research and figure out what you can swap it out for. And then for all of eternity, you have that one item Mm -hmm. swapped out for something else. Yeah. You guys, we want to avoid anything with plastics, BPA, pesticides, parabens, fragrances, sulfates, phthalates. These are all 
additives that have been put into products to either make it last longer inside of its container or activate one of the ingredients or make it cheaper for people to manufacture large amounts of. And there's evidence that it's directly affecting our hormones and not just grown women who are producing grown female hormones, but children who are developing young girls, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, my kids, every single time we go in the dollar store, they want so badly Mm -hmm. to buy all of that fun little crap that they can afford. Yeah, like the soap, the lotion, makeup, whatever. Yeah, and I'm like, we actually Mm. cannot put that on your body or bring it in our home. Yeah. Um, So young women are probably one of the most, or not young women, but young girls developing into women are probably one of the most heavily assaulted. So that's something as parents that we can be protecting that space for our kids too. Yeah, especially when we see like the early onset of puberty and things like that. Like, oof. Terrifying. Yeah. One of my favorite resources for trying to figure out how to swap things out, because that's pretty, like I said, that's pretty overwhelming, the swap. I mean, the amount of products that we have in our home. And like the greenwashing that's happened with promoting and advertising would be like, this is, it'll say like green. So you're like, oh, that must be clean. And it's actually like terrible. Yep. And so somebody has already done all this work for you. It's nice. I wish I knew who that, those somebodies were. Thank you, somebodies. Those somebodies. They're called the Environmental Working Group or the EWG. And you can download an app yep. on your phone, look up products. You can scan products at the store to see how it rates. And it can yeah. tell you this is what it has in it that it, that doesn't score well for us. Yeah, it gives you a little grade. And you can decide what's the most important on that also, because maybe your choices are not perfect, but you can be like, well, there's not a ton of this, but there's a lot, this ranks really high in these particular ways. So something to think about. What is one thing that you use knowingly that is awful and you're just not willing to give it up? Dry shampoo. (laughs) Have not found one that is clean that actually works for me, that either doesn't leave something disgusting in my hair or color it a weird cut, whatever. Dry shampoo is, uh, and I know I've gotten tons of feedback of like, try this one. And I'm like, I tried and it's not working for me. Yeah. I get that. So that I've like actively tried to find something and then I'm like, you know what? This is me. For now, right? For now. Yeah. And so we can have some grace with ourselves as we look down the list of things that need to be replaced. And I will say, any amount of effort that you put towards in this area is absolutely worth it. What's your thing? Mascara. I've tried tons of natural ones. And nobody else would be like, wow, Tiffany, that's the worst mascara ever. But there is something about mascara and it being the right kind Mm -hmm. and how I like it my face to look (laughs) if I'm gonna use any beauty product at all or like any makeup at all it's mascara yeah yeah I feel you and my eyelashes are blonde so yeah you're like so it makes the biggest impact also but they're also long so I love to emphasize that and I will I just want a mascara that performs Mm -hmm. and I've tried many many natural things you know in the effort to not put a bunch of crap Near Next your eyeballs. to my eyeballs. Yep. And I just decided I'm just laying that down for a while. I'll come back to trying that stuff again sometime. One day. We are just like you. <laughs> We're trying. We are doing our best. Okay, I have an audible recipe. Ooh, these are my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> this one. This is what I call 
No, I don't know. I was going oh. to rename it with some numbers, numbers but it's really not an acronym. Ne- it's not necessary. Okay. This is my all-purpose spray that I use in my home. I don't have any Great. synthetic commercial cleaners in my home right now and this blew my mind when i first learned this because number one we are dirty and i'm like that's fine for clean people if they want to clean their but we're discussing those things but we're discussing and number two i don't think i gave credit to how well it works yeah and it's completely clean i feel really good about using this on every surface in my home from my countertops to my floors. I can clean my mirrors with it. I can clean the bathtub with it. Mm. So this is what you guys are going to do. You're going to get an empty water bottle of any kind, and you are going to do one half white distilled vinegar. One half of the whole bottle. One half of the bottle. Okay. The other half you fill with water. Now that's an audible recipe if there ever was that one. <laughs> one. That one I think you can follow. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, one part white vinegar, one part water. Great. Mix it in a spray bottle, spray it on everything. You'll get used to the vinegar smell. It lasts for like two seconds. It does go away pretty quickly. It goes away really yeah. fast. And I feel great about my kids using it and spraying it on things. Yeah. And we just have those bottles stashed under every sink in our home. And that is just what we do when it's time to spray something down and wipe it up. Yes. It's our go-to. And grabbing, like, the empty spray bottles on whatever Amazon or wherever you get your stuff is a great way to be like, ah. Just getting that into your home only encourages you to fill it up and make your own yes. stuff. You know what I mean? Yes. I feel like that was one of the things that I needed to do was, like, get some of the containers for things to be like, okay, now I feel like I can take the next step. Yep. And then it's very easy to replicate. It, yes. It doesn't require, like, you know, measuring things or right. get the recipe out of the word. Or buying again. much that's expensive, too. And that's exactly right. The other essentials that I want to share about nourishing hormones, it could upset some people because mm. it's not directly applicable, like some of what we shared about endocrine disruptors. Mm-hmm. This is more like, Are you giving your body what it needs? And that's the emphasis of nourishing. And it's going to be different for everybody. So I think sometimes we try to be prescriptive with these things of like, well, if you just had these seeds on these days and this way, (sighs) you'd be fine. Your hormones would be balanced. Um, But really it's about personally assessing, does your body have what it needs? Mm. True needs we have outlined as food, shelter, safety, Mm. right? And... We've talked a little bit about nutritional content of foods. Yeah. We have a huge problem in just, I don't know, American culture Mm -hmm. at large with convenience foods and our lifestyle being such that what we end up consuming for convenience just in order to eat puts so much else on Yes. Like alter. Yes, absolutely. And I. Our bodies. I've really discovered that thinking this through and actually. I mean, I know we talk about meal planning and whatever. That always felt really overwhelming to me. I was not in a season that it actually made sense. But it actually would have made sense if I would have uh, prioritized it because it's made my life so much easier. And my family's like, ah, we're not eating as much, you know, frozen stuff that I'm throwing in the oven, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Actually really nourishing foods. Yeah. And like assessing, are your cravings ruling mm. you? Yeah. Are you 
addicted to sugar, which essentially means you have to eat it every day and you crave it and then you give your body it. Right. (laughs) And you're stuck in the, or you feel like you're stuck in this cycle. Yes. Right. Like, have you prioritized gut health? Do you have a regular routine for getting healthy dietary fats in? These are the things that we know your body needs. And are you giving it that? Yeah. And depending on what your lifestyle is looking like, are you giving it enough of that? too, right? Like if you're working out, if you love to work out hard all the time, right? Are you, are you fueling your body well? Yeah. For that activity. For sure. Shelter, I assume pretty much everybody who's listening today probably has adequate shelter. Some form of shelter. Over themselves. But it does give us a chance to just reflect on environment. Mm -hmm. Is the shelter that we have provided for ourselves that we do dwell in, is that supporting us and what we need on that cellular level? Yeah. I mean, talk about like disruptors, but also is your house filled with mold? Is that impacting, you know, all of that? The stress levels, the way that you're living within that space. Yeah. Yeah. And then safety. I feel like this is probably one that is going to take people by surprise because most of us are physically safe. Mm -hmm. We don't currently live in a war torn country Mm. yet. And um, way to bring it down. (laughs) But do you feel safe Mm. in your body? Would your body on a cellular level agree Mm. that you're safe? Or or is your body saying constantly, well, I don't know if I'm safe or not. I'm reacting in this particular way or that particular way Mm -hmm. as far as stress and the hormones that are related to stress like Mm -hmm. cortisol adrenaline, catecholamines, all of these are interacting with your other hormones in your body. So stress plays a huge part in your body Mm -hmm. feeling safe and getting what it needs to feel safe. Sleep. Oh, sleep. That's that's like such a heavy hitter. And I feel like we all uh, tend to overlook that one because we're like, well, we can we can push that off because we're doing other things. Or I'll catch up like quote, catch up on sleep later. That's not really the way it works. (laughs) Yeah, potentially your body is not experiencing safety because it's Mm -hmm. not doesn't have adequate recovery time. And then inflammation, things that are in your environment or in what you're putting in your body, etc. And then lastly, relationships. Mm. And I know that doesn't have a lot of edges in order to right. explore, but somebody's listening that's like, yeah, I'm not I'm not safe. Right. In some of my relationships. That Whatever I'm- that looks like, whether it's physical safety or even just like emotional safety or the stress of a particular relationship, whether it's with your partner or a child or a whoever, that's not feeling like the boundaries are blurring in some way. Yeah. And those all impact how your body is managing from an endocrinological perspective. Like that is a huge part of what your hormones have to respond to every single day. And so the act of nourishing that can be taken so broad and so specific. Yeah. And again, is going to be individual. So I hope that it provides some food for thought. Yeah, I like another mutual pat on the back. I like where this episode went rather than us saying, here are the 10 things you're going to do in order to like balance or nourish or whatever. But this is the heart. This is the foundational piece of health and wellness at home in your own body. Because we can't tell you what that looks like, what these different groups look like for you, but these are spaces for you to assess and take control of. 
Yeah, and I think when we allow it to be individual, then instead of looking to others to say, what do I do? What do I eat? How do I be? Mm -hmm. In order to make all of this okay. At the end of the day, you might come up a little bit short because there's nobody that is going to be able to put all of those pieces together for you. And you can follow the rules and such and not actually be addressing some of the more important parts of nourishing yourself. Yeah, that's a good word. It is a good word. And then uh, for, I, I do agree. I agree. That is a good word. It's a good word. I've said some good words. And I'm really proud of you. And some more good words to encourage you to. You can find in the link in our bio, a link to show our notes. show notes. It's somewhere in our Instagram <laughs> bio also. But our show notes below this exact episode. Look for links. There's so many places to find links, Any guys. place you would find a link. This, it will lead you to our information. But in particular, we wanted to share with you, we have a balancing hormones food guide that is a super great resource with meal planning and recipes and shopping guides and all the handholding that you could possibly want from your favorite midwife podcasting duo here, all about focusing on nourishing your body in a way that will balance your hormones. It's a great, helpful guide for people, especially who are like, well, that sounds really great. I'm not quite sure where to start or I'm not quite sure how to keep this going. It's a great, great little resource for you. Yeah, a bit of hand-holding for someone who's like, okay, but seriously, just tell me what to do. Yes. It might be a great place to jump off and get into some great food habits in mm -hmm. order to nourish that particular part of your metabolic walk. Hmm, metabolic walk. We'll be metabolically walking right out <laughs> of here. That was good. That was good. <laughs> See you guys next Monday. Bye. Bye.